Okay. Welcome back to my Guardian Angel podcast. Last episode, we talked about, I ended actually, I ended off talking about what um, what a secret is, the, the nature of a secret. Now for, for priests and the, especially priests, uh, when they do confession, the seal of confession, like they know all all the sins of the whoever's doing it. it doesn't matter how bad and how grave the matter is if 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 they go to confession and God forgives them then the priest will have to keep the secret that was uh, said in there right and if they don't and, and if they don't then they will be fired or they excommunicate. I don't. I don't really know exactly what it is, but that's how it is. So uh, you have to understand that um, for priests, when they have like youth groups or when they have other functions, ministries within the church, and they have to converse with uh, the people, the lay people, they have to have some kind of uh, tact, you know, some sort of tactic tactical way of going about uh, conversing so that they don't uh, tell these um, these these sins mistakenly, right? Like, I mean, within just the lay people, I've noticed that uh, if someone knows someone else's sin, usually they'll be like, oh, don't, don't talk to this person, okay, okay, or, or don't go near this person, right? I don't think a priest can do that, right? A priest, I don't think they can sway what a person should do or shouldn't do. Like, they know so much, right? So they, it, the, the job that they have requires them to, to become more tactic in how they speak, Okay, so they have to have this in mind most of the time, right? So 
you guys, the lay people, you have to understand something. You have to understand that they keep a lot of secrets. And there are theological, um, you know, ways in which, like, people have studied this in the church where you can say certain things, so it kind of deflects a question. <laughs> it deflects certain things so that... You know, we don't have to go down and, you know, dig into the sin. Because technically, it's forgiven when they go to confession. Okay, so, um, regarding secrets, as I mentioned, what you guys need to know is whenever a person, a priest, um, asks a child, for example, to keep a secret... Um, well, let me give you an example of a real case. So, there is a a man that said that um, uh, a priest had abused him when he was a child. And the priest said, it's our little secret, okay? Don't tell anyone. Okay? Now, you have to also understand that I'm going to go into more detail, but um, the the pedophile, especially for students, the prepubescent uh, victims, prepubescent victims, those people, those pedophiles, they actually believe that what they're doing, the ab the object of the act, in which they uh, victimize children, they believe, I, I think, that they actually believe that is not a grave sin. Okay. As opposed to, and the reason why, when comparing prepubescence and then uh, pubescent children, or teens, um, the old Jewish, uh, back then, in in the biblical times, after you hit puberty, you're considered a male, for example, if it's a male victim, right? So if you look at the book of Leviticus, it's clear that um, it's explicit that the sexual act that this uh, pedophile performs on a, a post-pubescent is is grave okay it's explicit it's written perfectly guys you can look at it i'm not gonna mention any more about that okay okay now imagine though it's a prepubescent now i i haven't read anywhere in the bible where is it the object of the act okay the actual you know remember subject and object of the act I haven't read anywhere. I mean, they. I haven't read anywhere in the Bible where you have this, where like an adult is having sex, sexual relations with a child, a prepubescent child, that is not even considered an adult, right? So, um, I can't find it because if if you keep as I said, like if you keep trying to um, 
take away the circumstances and the generalization and just pinpoint the actual sin, the object of the act in the Bibles, right? Like, as I said, the language could be different and more generalized and such such that, you know, it's, it's so vague, right? Sin, like people talk about now, the sins is so vague. It's not precise, it's not measurable, it's not like exact as it is in the Leviticus and uh, Exodus and all that, right? So some would argue that um, it's a book of, I mean, it's the passage of Onan. Onanism or something? Is it Onan? Yeah, okay. Judah's son Onan, okay? Um, if you read about that, God punished uh, Onan for doing something. Okay, now, uh, he did it, Onan did it in the circumstances of um, being married to, um, I think it's Judah. Anyways, he did it in a circumstance where he was married in that circumstance, right? Now, um, this Onan guy, he got punished by God and he died, okay, for doing a certain act, okay. Um, that particular act could be done with, that's basically what is being done with a prepubescent, okay. Now, some may argue, I personally will not argue this, but some may argue that uh, Onan, um, in the circumstance of being married to this woman, okay, the circumstance of the actual being in marriage with this woman, doing this act, is why that it's an evil act, because you are, it's in the circumstance of the marriage. And some may argue that if it's not in this, if you're not married, if Onan wasn't married and did this, object of the act that i'm talking about you guys can read it okay if he wasn't married some may argue that it's not a grave sin okay and in that case i mean i i personally i can't find anywhere in the bible if if but i don't agree right with that particular uh, instance of it being outside of a real marriage that the act is uh, evil right um I mean, I do believe it's evil outside of the act as well. Uh, some may argue it isn't, okay? Most of you guys, if you actually read the the Bible, some of you, and now I'm not talking about pedophilia right now. I'm just talking about the actual act, object of the act that uh, Onan performed. Okay, now, some may argue, like a lot of people don't think this this is a grave sin okay this is what i'm trying to say like i i personally do because the church teaches it but uh if you dig deep into the into the bible the actual you know evidence basically um you won't find it as a grave sin right so uh when i argue and what i want you guys to argue is a lot of these prepubescents, one that people that got uh, abused by a priest, they end up killing, killing themselves, right? So that that is grave, right there. That is an evil that even the people, the pedophiles who think that what they're doing is 
not bad, not great, at least we can argue that, okay, it, uh, it, it's causing bad consequences, which is the death, the suicide of these little kids who end up later on killing themselves because of this particular, you know, sexual act, okay? Okay. <sighs> okay, I think I'm done talking about that. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, that's as much as I want to talk about um, today, okay? Mm, this My Guardian Angel podcast is is specifically for prepubescence, okay? And this is why I have to explain to you. It's a very important that you understand the language. Um, you have to understand the nature of a, a secret. And that priests, they are extremely higher in in terms of you know they have a, a, the habit of hiding things they need to it's with it's their job description okay they need to okay so it's up to us guys it's up to the lay people to do this to freaking like stop it from happening to kids you know so I'd like to say thank you for listening again. I appreciate everything you guys are uh, doing, praying. I hope you're still praying for those miracles. We need them, okay? Um, oh, okay. Another thing is that uh, these, the church, um, when there's no actual explicit thing in, in the Bible to say, okay, this is a grave sin, the church uses this thing called natural law. Um, they're always going to be talking about natural law to explain certain things that are grave or evil or whatever, right? Um, they've done it with uh, the latest technology. Like, I mean, like how, you know, back then there was no... There was no eugenics, right? Now the technology is going so much that they have to use this thing called natural law. The reality is it's it's not just called natural law, okay? It's called the natural law of God written in our hearts. So basically it's the natural, it's the law of God written in our hearts, okay? Now they'll they'll keep talking. You're gonna always hear, "Oh, natural law, this natural law, that." They they will not. It's rare you'll hear someone say, "The natural law of God written in everybody's hearts." Okay, they're not gonna use the word God. And I'm trying to tell you guys, it's gonna be vague. I mean, by you by arguing using natural law, it becomes really vague. And it's hard to distinguish what is grave and not grave. It's hard to dis measure. It's hard to measure and scale. It's hard to properly say that, okay, guys, stop this evil. Everything becomes vague. Kind of like how when someone says, oh, love. Yo, that's the vaguest thing in the world. It is so vague. You need to 
you dis- you qualify it, distinguish it, uh, explain the different kinds of uh, love, things like that. Okay, so um, basically, the church will use natural law to argue about prepubescent victims of pedophilia. Um, it's not necessary for them to argue natural using natural law for post-pubescent males, okay? Uh, and you can see it in the Bible, okay? But, yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, I'm all for this whole natural law thing. I'm just saying, like, if you go and argue in terms of natural law and not focus on just the Bible and the fact that these kids uh, end up committing suicide... You're going to have a problem with this whole natural law thing because your mind is going to get so blurred and vague. Everything is going to be so vague that you're just going to be like, uh, kind of thing. Like, uh, it's not going to be good. Okay, so God bless you guys, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.